0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is season four, episode 70. As July 1st has come and gone, the free agent window has opened for the National Hockey League and the amount of moves made around the league was honestly quite staggering for a number of reasons, which we will get into on today's podcast, including some notable signings by the cash-strapped New York Rangers who were still able to finagle Some uh, low-key, impressive signings, if I do say so myself. It is just one man's opinion. Uh, Other Rangers fans and uh, pundits around the league might feel differently, but I liked what the Rangers did, and we will get into all of that. Uh, Of course, my co-host James unfortunately cannot be here tonight. He is on vacation with his lovely family. Uh, This is a beautiful time of year. He posted me a beautiful picture overlooking the water somewhere, but the podcast must go on. So, yeah, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Uh, Obviously, all of this compounded by the fact that Twitter was doing uh, an API scrape or whatever they're calling it, uh, which made it annoying, which means as info was coming out, you couldn't refresh your Twitter feed so it was a frustrating day for me. Just, but it seemed like just as soon as that window opened, moves around the league, and the Rangers are not one of the only teams that are cap strapped. Uh, there's all, most teams around the league were very cap strapped, with the cap not really going up this much this year, but projected to go up a bit more next year. So teams were forced to. There's some surprising players that were brought at, uh, bought out prior to the uh, free agent window, uh, or just weren't re-signed by their teams. I mean, you had players like Matt Duchesne uh, bought out and Blake Wheeler. We've seen a lot of one-year deals because, just like I said, there's not teams don't have money, so players are willing to take less now, they don't want to get locked in. Because knowing the cap will go up, they're they're gonna have to bet on themselves and not have that that safety net because it's just there is no teams can't afford safety nets so it's just in everyone's best interest is to take a cheap deal a lot of veterans took deals that were close to league minimum another thing we'll get back that were laden with uh, bonus salary structures that they can get as I guess uh, because of veteran player status, uh, um, but yeah, like I said, crazy movement. Uh, you know Ryan. Toronto can't retain Ryan O'Reilly. He goes to the Nashville Predators. Uh, Nashville Predators, like I said, buyout Matt Duchesne, takes a one-year deal with Dallas. Uh, Max Pacioretty signs with the Capitals after being injured and not being able to play in the postseason with the Hurricanes. The Bruins uh, bring home Milan Lucic, uh, along with signing Kevin Shattenkirk to a one-year deal, and uh, JVR, James Van Riemsdyk, um, The Florida Panthers uh, sign our old friend Nico Mikula, they sign Oliver ekman Larson, which was a big surprise, Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone else pretty notable, I mean, there's a lot of other little movement, but um, yeah, it was just, as soon as the window opened, it was, uh, it was moving, man. And I guess that brings us to the New York Rangers, right? So like I'd said, the Rangers had very little cap space to play with. So it was pretty much clear any signings they did at this point would have to be essentially league minimum contracts. So there wasn't a lot of faith that they could round out their roster. But but they found ways to get things done. Um, the first news, obviously, there was, I believe it was Kevin Weeks that tweeted out that Jonathan Quick was in talks to uh, sign with his childhood team. Uh, as, well, the team he that rooted for as a child in the New York Rangers. So he signs a one-year deal with them to back up Igor Shesterkin. Obviously, there's still some uh, salt in the wound because of the cup final in 2014 um but yeah he ends up signing uh, a essentially a, a league minimum contract honest all the contracts were league minimums i mean who, uh, they obviously then go out and are able to add blake wheeler which is something we're going to talk about in depth in the next segment uh but right now i just want to talk about the signings uh wheeler they get a one-year eight hundred thousand dollar close to league minimum contract which again is because of wheeler's age and some of the ages of the players they went with they were able to back load some signing bonus incentives in into it to sweeten the pot a little bit uh they get tyler pitlick they get nick Benino. they get uh Eric Gustafson to add to the bottom pair for the defense. And according to Dan Rosen on NHL.com, you know, those, oh, and I, you know, there was a few more. I forgot Connor McKay. I forgot Nicholas Broyard, Alex Belziel, uh, but those players, Wheeler, Benino, Pitlick, Riley Nash, Alex Belzeal, Eric Gustafson, Connor McKay, Nicholas Broyard, and Jonathan Quick, basically all those players for a little bit over seven million dollars. But that be that being said, that's and again, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players for over seven million dollars. But obviously, all those players will not make the NHL. If realistically, I would imagine Quick, Wheeler, Gus maybe not even Eric Gustafson. He might be a lock, but well, he'll probably duel it out with Zach Jones for that final defense spot out of camp. But, you know, Wheeler, Benino, Pitlick, Quick, and Gustafson are probably the only ones that are in the running for a spot. And, uh, you know, the rest of them, Riley Nash, Pitt, uh, Alex Belziel, Connor McKay, Royard, those are the type of players that will... Basically, there they'll be Hartford bound and just call ups if anyone gets hurt. But uh, again, you know the the locks for it, like I said for opening night being Wheeler, Benino, Pitlick, Gustafson, and Quick. That's five players, all one year contracts for a little over four million dollars. And this is this numbers are according to Dan Rosen. Uh, so yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, after the you know after the free agency day i guess you know (laughs) for july 1st at the end of the day having a press conference with the media chris Drury was asked about the rangers kind of being forced to sign all these older players because of the cap situation and if they're worried about team speed and things of that nature um but i believe chris Drury got his spin hat on and, and obviously spoke about you know veteran presence and and how valuable that is and winners and you know some of those players having rings and all the all the things you say when it's like why would you sign this old guy that may or may not be cooked um, you know uh, but that being said you you can't it's even if you you disagree with some of the players the rangers went out and got well a they basically didn't have money to go out and get anyone whoever they got had to agree to that contract, uh, and B, you know, like say for Wheeler, obviously being probably the most notable of these signings is Wheeler, the player he once was. No, did Wheeler still have 55 points on a, despite being over the Hill and on a pretty horrible jets team. Uh, yeah, he did, you know, obviously there's power play times factor into that. So that'll probably take another hit. Cause if he does end up playing on the power play, it'll most likely be on power play two. um, but, or who knows? I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. But that being said, you know, his defensive deficiencies aside, I mean, he can still at times put the puck in the net um, to the tune of 55 points last year. This is his age. And he costs you nothing. He costs you absolutely nothing. It's a one year deal. They didn't have to give away anyone to get him. So it makes sense you know the Rangers need to re-sign Keandre Miller and Alexi Lafreniere despite having no money so they basically had to to, all their money that they have left is going to have to go to them so that the fact that they were able to bolster their roster without I mean that being said these deals still need to get done but um, (laughs) you know obviously you imagine the situation around the league everyone can see it so to tell these players look there is no money out here like if take a one year deal and then we will you know then you can make what you're probably you'll probably end up making more in the long run but the rangers are obviously going to have to shed salary for next year they chose not to buy out barkley goudreau uh, probably for a myriad of reasons maybe they just didn't want to attach another pick to him they felt like he was he still brought something valuable despite being overpaid which is i think an inarguable fact amongst rangers fans at this point but just because a player is overpaid does not mean they aren't important or useful. I mean, we saw some, and I'm not comparing Barkley Goodrow to these players, but you know, big time players like O'Reilly and uh, and Matt Duchesne, you know, just like move on the move, just because they're important players and every team would love to have them, but they just did not have the money to resign them, and they either felt they could a get more money elsewhere or uh, B, their teams were just forced to make, let these players walk. They're going to have to make hard decisions, and the Rangers are trying everything they can to not have to make hard decisions. I mean, if they had it their way, they probably would have loved to have invited Mikula back, but it just wasn't in the cards, and they're going to have to do some major surgery on themselves going into next year. So you look at this season's going to be huge performance-wise in terms of evaluating how much... Uh, you know, it, does Chris Kreider finally show signs of slowing down? Um, Ryan Lindgren's style, does he end up hurt again because of how the, the style he plays and how that can break a player down despite being Adam Fox's safety blanket? I mean, and then, like I said, do the kids just, again, have another ultimately disappointing year, fail to establish themselves after three or four seasons in the league? And it's just like, all right, well, it's not going to happen, so we have to move. And, uh, there was a, r- a rumor floating around, I believe it was per Arthur Staple, Rangers beat writers, that the Rangers were shopping Lafreniere, but then Elliot Friedman tweeted that the Rangers have intimated that this is not the case at all, and then Chris Turley came out and said this was a total fabrication, that he hasn't spoken to any single GM about Alexi Lafreniere. This is a made-up report. Uh, it's a nothing burger, r- writers making things up for clicks or whatever. So uh, that. Arthur Staple doesn't seem to be the type to do that, so I perhaps someone told him it's possible that it was a feeling out, or they had bad information, or whatever. But again, you'd be surprised if there wasn't smoke, at least some smoke here. You know, I'm not obviously you understand why Chris Drury would come out and say that, but you know, listen, I think when you're you look at their cap salary structure right now, uh, those makes. GMs will do desperate things, and they'll they'll reach out, even though, despite maybe being disappointing, production-wise, in terms of his draft stop, you know, in terms of his draft position, um, a player that's going to make as much as Lexi Lafreniere does, who can at least put up thirty even strength points, is extremely valuable. So, but obviously, you hope the jump is coming this season. New customers can download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877 8 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1-800-gambl.er.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling if you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21+ in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required. Max bet fifty dollars, ten plus leg required for one hundred percent boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. On top of NHL Free Agency Day, The Rangers had the first day of their prospect development camp on uh, Sunday, as I record this on the 2nd, if you're listening to this on the 3rd. And, yeah, I mean, just fresh off of coming from the draft, uh, they were already able to integrate some of these and acclimate some of their newest prospects, like uh, Gabriel Perot and Drew Fortescue, to their first NHL pro camp, along with some returning players like Adam uh, Sakura and Brett Barard and uh, Brennan Othman, who I think joked he felt like he was a veteran there now, even despite his young age. But uh, yeah, first day, uh, apparently from the beat reports, there's very little very little pucks on day one, just more about skating drills and getting their legs under them for the rest of the week, um, but uh, yeah, I believe they were timing players on some of the, the speed game drills, and wouldn't you know it, Adam Sikora, who was drafted for his forechecking speed and relentlessness, uh, relentlessness um, yeah, he, he got stick taps as he I guess he he was the winner on the day in terms of the fastest time. So, uh, not too much happened today outside of that. I believe they also just did some other things, like, you know, that they usually do with their prospects. They they teach them how to cook for themselves because all these kids are, for the most part, have never had to cook a meal for themselves. It's either been uh, takeout food or their billet family or their parents, and you know they're going to be living on their own in New York if should they make the team or just even if they go on to play for Hartford. That's uh, something they're going to have to do. So they do stuff like that, and they show them around the garden, and they usually watch a nice little package they put together for them. And then, um, you know, they'll do team bonding uh, exercises and, um, yeah, do headshots today. But I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they start scrimmaging uh, some of the, um, yeah, just to see any of the... What uh, does, you know, any reports, it's like, is against a little bit tougher competition, can Gabe Perot start flashing that uh, hockey IQ immediately uh, amongst tougher competition? Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously an exciting time. Uh, The New York Rangers, although not the most flush prospect pool in the league after a lot of their notable picks, either a did not pan out or B it almost immediately graduated to the NHL because of their draft stock um, or excuse me, because of their draft position. Uh, yeah. It's nice to restock the cupboard a bit. I mean, not a whole lot of high end talent, but you do have, you know, uh, Perot, and there was a lot of debate about this, is that after drafting Perot, who is the Rangers' best prospect? Uh, I think it's Perot. Um, that's no disrespect to Brennan Othman. I Obviously, I think Othman, for the strong steps he's taken since getting drafted, and also you look at his physicality and how it's at least it looks like, you know, skating speed notwithstanding, that it looks at least from the being able to physically uh st- stand up to the rigors of NHL hockey. Othman looks like he can he will be able to withstand it, but obviously you, you do wonder if the skating will hold him back. Uh Perot being kind of similar in that um except the, you know in terms of maybe not the the fastest skater, but has good edges and I, I there's been a lot of talk about Perot skating whether or not it's good enough. I actually think it's good. I think he's a better skater than Othman right now. But Othman is, you know, He's at least developed a little bit more straight-ahead speed as he gets older and stronger. I think the difference is that uh, Perot is so light and so slight he's going to have to put on um, weight. But even when asked about what his time one was, he he is not. You know, usually they'll these kids will say, ah, oh, you know, that it's just I do my best, take it day by day, don't plan on anything. You know, just let the work speak for itself and if whatever happens happens. But uh, you know, Perot smartly was like. Look, I'm I'm probably minimum two years in college. My plan is to win a national championship. I mean, him and, and damn near the rest of the entire rest of the that US NTDP U18 team got. Uh, is They're all going to, to BC together. You know, he'll be there with Will Smith and Ryan Leonard um, and a few other notable players. And yeah, they have a chance to just carry that dominance over from the national team development program and win a national championship with. Uh, BC, So, I'm sure that would make Chris Kreider very happy. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he, so he was smart and saying, look, at least two years, he's going to have to continue to fill out. You know, he was able to put some size on from his time at the development program. He's getting older. He's going to get into his physical, in terms of physical growth prime. It'll be time for him. You know, he can really start packing on some muscle and take advantage of nutrition and, and you know, the weight uh, lifting and, you know, training programs at uh, BC and that's what, but that's important for him. And this is a player who is clearly the talent is, you know, his, he's already got what is going to take him to the top, but it's about, a. you know, improving the, uh, basically improving his body, the, the visit, phys- you know, what, the, what he needs to, to withstand the rigors of NHL hockey, but it's, you know, it's, you know, he, what he has fortunately cannot be taught in his hockey sense. And, uh, his vision and his ability to make plays because he sees things that and ha, that other players don't, and has you know the skill and the poise to do things that other players wouldn't be able to or would feel too much pressure. So, uh, yeah. But you know, Adam Sakura comes in looking good, looking uh, according to the beat writers. I think Vince said he noticeably looked like he had more muscle on him and looked stronger. He's you know he's a little bit, at least stature wise, he's maybe a little bit smaller guy, but. Uh, it's clearly, you know, he's put on muscle filling out, getting stronger. Um, and he you know, he said his mental game is, you know, the biggest difference. He feels like he's made the most strides in that in terms of just being like, uh, you know, and just feeling equipped for the highs and the lows, which is very important. But, uh, you know, players like him and Berard and, and probably Othman, uh, you know, it'll be their first full season, although some of them had cups of coffee in Hartford next year. And they have all the chance to be given the keys to that team in terms of what they could do, but they're going to be playing against, you know, some men and some, a lot of players that have NHL experience. And, uh, again, you know, it's, that's the, you know, the AHL say what you will, but that's a league where players like Ryan Carpenter can absolutely tear it up despite being not as effective at the national hockey league level because, uh, you know, and, and, and this is a player who at least has logged some time in in the NHL. can maybe they can't they don't have the skills, but they can at least read the game at close to an NHL level. So uh, yeah, the, it, the DAC will be stacked against them, but this is going to be a, a prime growth time uh, for those young players. So it'll be fun to see the notes and the news come out of development camp, the interesting, uh, the interesting tidbits from interviews with the Rangers, beat writers, and uh, yeah, I mean, there are still some. Just to put a button on this short little podcast, there are still some notable free agents who have not signed yet. We still don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Kane coming off surgery. Obviously, there's he's probably mulling teams, uh, his options over. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in Dallas if that makes any sense. Um, you know, at the same time, maybe it closer to the deadline. If the Rangers can accrue cap space and do the same thing they do with him, they might do it again if he's willing to run it back with them. Depending on how they look. So he might take his time. But, you know, that same thing, player like Vladimir Tarasenko probably has a lot of offers. But, you know, it's it's probably a one-year deal. Same thing, because he's not going to get the money he probably could command. Uh, so these, some of these players will be patient while they wait. But, um, yeah, there's still some big fish out there. Uh, we Bertuzzi had not been signed until, uh, I believe, today he announced that uh, he is signing with... Um, who did Bertuzzi sign with? Oh, he, he signed with the Maple Leafs. So, you know, one year, $5.5 million. So, And this is right now, this is a real, at least, player that's... He's 28 years old, so he's probably starting to leave his prime, but he's essentially in his prime in terms of what he brings. You know, he's a sandpaper forward with enough skill to convert. You know, he's one of those X-Factor type players uh, that teams seem to covet. Uh, so... Yeah, just like I said, it's it's all these good players who should be locking up. Teams would usually gamble on multi-year deals, are only giving out one-year deals because everyone knows they're not going to. They need money coming off their books, and they're not going to get any relief until next year. So, uh, yeah, it was a. There was just the news was coming, uh, coming at you fast on uh, July first over the weekend. Uh, But it's good to get it out of the way so everyone can. uh, Yeah enjoy their fourth of july so for all our listeners of the broadway boys podcast please we uh thank you for listening we hope you enjoy your fourth uh, of july my wife had a t-shirt and hat printed up this uh recently that they both uh, the hat has a hot dog on it and the shirt says hot dog summer so she is committed to eating as many hot dogs as possible this summer um because what's could better about, you know, the summertime and the 4th of July for that matter than throwing some hot dogs on the grill and just loading it up with all the fixings. So we hope you enjoy your 4th of July from us here at the Broadway Boys Podcast. And we shall talk to you all soon. So enjoy your 4th, everybody.